Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, as long as you're 21 or older, Michael Hill, Jason Holder, proudly bring to you the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. And if you're not done with that, go listen to something else. Welcome back to another week of the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. I am Michael Hill, and we are here on a Friday. It's not Sunday. Jason, why are we here? Uh, you you wanted to be. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, so we're here on a Friday. Uh, family in town. Maybe not have an episode next week. So just be on the lookout for that. Little heads we'll up see. for everybody. But we actually have whiskey this week. <gasps> but before we talk about whiskey, Jason, how was your week? Eh, it was pretty good. Uh, nothing major. Just working. Um. Got a new computer, so hey, hurry for that. That's awesome, right? Yeah. Anytime you get new uh, new technological toys, it's always fun. Um, but yeah, that's it, really. Just just that and work, as always, <laughs> for every day until I die. <laughs> yeah. You got some armies painted, so I did. I did. I finished one of my armies with Star Wars Legion, so that's happiness. <laughs> happiness. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, hey, you is know, it, is that it, Happy Corbin? No, no, <laughs> no. Um, there's nothing happy about Baron Corbin at the moment. There, there might have been a hint tonight, and we'll talk about that. Yeah, maybe. But uh, our whiskey this week is Basil Hayden Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. This is one. I've not heard of before, uh, but this is... Uh, well, last name like Hayden, that's got to be Basil. That sounds it, British as all. It heck. could be. It's B-A-S-I-L. So it could be Basil <laughs> Hayden. That sounds British. Like The only thing that makes me think that it's Basil mm-hmm. is artfully aged by the James B. Beam Distilling Co. Yeah. It is Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. According to the bottle, it has... Some notes of sweet brown sugar, black pepper, and charred oak with a finish of dried fruit. I mean, it smells sweet. It does smell sweet. It doesn't smell bad. It seems like it's actually going to be a a it, decent uh, experience. It smells sweet. So, yeah. So. So, here we go. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. It smells it's, sweet. It is very sweet on your first sip of it, but that sweetness doesn't stick around. There's a nice light mm. burn for just a second. Yeah, flavor-wise, there isn't a flavor there. It, it is very fruity to me. <laughs> like like I got... it, it just seems very nondescript fruit. Like I got that initial, hey, this is sweet. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I got the burn, okay. But as far as a profile of me saying, oh, yeah, that's, you know, caramelly or, mm-hmm. or woody or any of that kind of stuff, it kind of kind of tasted like burny sugar water to me. This is one, I could definitely see me drinking this, 
but it's more of I think this is something some whiskey. You mix maybe mix it into an old fashioned or something. Mm, I don't even know if I'd want to mix it into an old fashioned because then you would. To me, you'd only taste Angostura at that point. Mm-hmm. That's that to me. That's a whiskey Manhattan. Coke. That's whiskey a Manhattan. Coke. Yeah, I could see that's this being really good where, as a whiskey Coke. That's something where its lack of flavor is not going to be an issue mm-hmm. because there's something else that really brings the flavor. And I think in an old fashioned, you have to have that marriage of whiskey and Angostura for it to work. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that's something that I would mix. Yeah. Um, you know, that'd be the one I would grab when I'm like, Hey man, I just want a whiskey and Coke tonight. I don't want to sit down with a, a glass and some whiskey that I can actually, you know, sit and taste. I can understand that. I'm looking to see how long it was aged for. I don't see, it doesn't say, uh, how long that it was aged for. It does say that it is only, um, 80 proof or 40% alcohol by volume. So it's not too bad. Yeah. Overall, I don't think it's bad. It's just not something. I don't think it's bad. It's just not, it's not a, it's not a neat whiskey. Yeah. Um, that's definitely something you want something with. Yeah. We got to start doing cocktails on this thing. We really do. Let's branch out some. I agree. Yeah. You know who else needs to branch out some? WWE. Well, AEW. Wrestling in general. <laughs> All of it? All of it. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's start talking wrestling. So Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw kicks off. We end up with um RK Bro and the Street Profits facing off with um we have a match between uh yeah, RK Bro and the Street Profits for the Raw Tag Team no, titles. Wait, wait. You said the Raw Tag Team titles. So they, so RK Bro, they they were only putting the Raw titles up, right? Mm-hmm. Not the not the SmackDown ones. Well, from the from the unification match that was at the, WrestleMania the, Backlash, the unification match that never happened, oh. and WrestleMania Backlash that we care so much about that we completely forgot to even pull up results for. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, RK Bro uh, beats the Street Profits. Retains the titles. We end up with Liv Morgan versus Rhea Ripley. Uh, which uh, Rhea gets the win there. Uh, Rhea Ripley has joined Edge. Yep, she's part of Judgment and, Day or whatever his yeah. faction is. She's dyed her hair black. Yeah. Broke my heart completely. Yeah. It's so hard. <laughs> To say goodbye. Poor, poor live for brutality. <laughs> yeah. I, I hate that's done. Uh, we end up with Finn Balor uh, facing Damian Priest, where Damian Priest loses by disqualification. So, yeah. Because yeah, that's after, it was last week when uh, Balor and AJ teamed yeah. up, did the two sweet in the ring. And, and, I mean, it's only been six years. Yeah. Uh, which you, uh, that you, was enough of a build, I think, for them to. You do kind of see, um, you do kind of see a face off with AJ, Finn, and Liv versus Judgment yeah. Day. Oh, I definitely see that. So that that's a match that's coming. It's got to be. <sighs> Liv Morgan deserves better. She she's does. she's crushing everything she's doing, and WWE just doesn't seem to want to give her a win. She really deserves better. So, 
uh, we have a segment of the VIP Lounge, which Bobby Lashley destroys everything. Again. Again, yeah. Uh, Omos apparently defeated Lashley at Backlash. I say apparently because, well, I didn't watch. <laughs> and uh, I'm sure that there was some chicanery. MVP, MVP got involved and hit Lashley in the head with his cane. Yeah, because somebody the size of Omos needs a heater. Yeah, right. That, uh, uh, sir, somebody the size of Omos needs a heater that is MVP who's been around for, you know, 20 plus years, right mm-hmm. at 20 years and, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. 15 at least. I am 100% behind Omos having MVP as his manager. Yes. Omos needs somebody that can talk for him. MVP is that man. Mm-hmm. I do not need MVP to get involved exactly. because it's not necessary. Almost is a monster. The man is huge. He makes Bobby Lashley look like a child. Yeah. It's, it's unnecessary. So yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll talk about that. Yeah. We have Sonia Deville who has been stripped of her uh, position as a WWE official permanently now, which thank God. That should have happened six months ago. Yes. Yes. <laughs> she lost to a returning Alexa Bliss. So we have Alexa back now. Mm-hmm. We have uh, Kevin Owens and Alpha Academy attacking Elias. I mean, Ezekiel. Yeah. <laughs> Get it right. Yeah. It's his younger brother. It's his younger brother, Ezekiel. Um, Veer Mahan defeats somebody. <laughs> yeah. How to how to ruin an idea in, in in a few easy steps? Just ask Vince McMahon. Pretty much. We have Sasha Banks and Naomi uh, defeating Dewdrop and Nikki Ash. I was really hoping she was going to drop that. Yeah, me too. We have Champa turning heel and defeating. Uh, Mustafa Ali, which I think he turned heel last week, mm-hmm. but he's 100% heel Trump now. Trump is going to work better as a heel on the main roster for now. Yeah, he anyway. is. He was on fire. We'll, we'll, we'll yeah. come back to it. Uh, we have Bianca Belair defeating Asuka via disqualification. So Lynch attacked Belair um, during the match, and then Asuka uh, hit her with a manhandle slam. It just, yeah. More and more drama and screwy finishes instead of just showing me and giving me a good story in a match. Yep. Moving on to Wednesday. So Wednesday we've got Dynamite, which kicked off with the first quarterfinal match for the Owen Hart uh, Cup, which was Adam Cole versus Dax Harwood. Uh, Cole wins with a sharpshooter. Uh, and Harwood taps out. Uh, we then had CM Punk versus John Silver, where CM Punk was 100% heel. Uh, he came out in an Islanders jersey. They were in Long Island. Uh, but the name on the jersey was a guy that had just recently traded and said a lot of nasty stuff about Long about the Rangers or the Islanders as a whole. And he was facing John Silver. You know, who is from Long Island. So, 
Yeah. Punk wins, though. Well, they knew going into that, the Punk was going to be the heel in that. Yeah. Doesn't matter what happened. Uh, we then see the in-ring debut of one Mr. Dan Housen, which lasted about 30 seconds um, versus Tony Nese. Tony Nese got the win, and then Hook comes out, clears out Nese, clears out uh, Smart Mark Sterling, uh, shakes Dan Housen's hand. So we now have Hook Housen as a thing, and they actually have a match coming up on Rampage this week, I think. I think it was, yeah, I think it was this afternoon. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we then had a contract signing of Wardlow versus with MJF. Um, of course, it's Long Island. Max is from Long Island. Wardlow took a whole bunch of boos. His Tron said, boo, Wardlow. Uh, and we find out that it is the exact same thing that happened with Cody. Uh, Wardlow has to take 10 lashes. Then he's got to beat Spears in a cage uh, with MJF as the special referee for that match. And if Wardlow wins, then he gets to face MJF. And then in that match, if Wardlow wins, he's released from his contract. But if he loses, he can never sign an AEW contract. Uh, we then had the FTW championship of Jungle Boy versus Ricky Starks, which Ricky Starks wins. And as much as I like Ricky Starks, um, this FTW thing that he's got going on is cancer and it needs to go away. Uh, we had Jericho Appreciation Society have their victory speech where Chris Jericho proclaimed himself a wizard because he threw a fireball at Eddie Kingston last week. Um, it was interrupted by... Moxley coming down, and Jericho's like, it's one versus five. What are you going to do? Like, he hasn't been paying attention. Uh, and then uh, Yuta, uh, Danielson, and Regal all come out, and Jericho's still like, yeah, well, it's still four versus five. We still have the upper hand. And the whole time he's talking, Eddie Kingston and Proud and Powerful got in the ring behind them. So it made it, you know, seven versus five. <laughs> And then they kind of beat them down. Uh, this William was Regal segment slapped, of the week. Yes, William Regal slapped the hell out of Chris no. Jericho. That was not a slap, well, sir. That was the a hell punch. Out of him. Yeah. So, all for it. Uh, we then had a women's Owen Hart quarterfinal match of Tony Storm versus Jamie Hayter, where Tony Storm won. Of course, there was a little backstage segment before where they were talking about if Jamie Hayter wins, and then. Britt Baker wins hers. They're going to have to fight. Ha, ha, ha. Tease tension. Nah, it didn't, it didn't work. Uh, Tony Storm won. And then the main event, another quarterfinal. Jeff Hardy versus Darby Allen. Jeff won, and I'm surprised both of them are still alive. Uh, I'm pretty sure that we witnessed somebody die in that match. Yeah, which we will we will talk about that when we get further in yeah um uh before you get into rampage because rampage was once again at 4 30 central time good yes good lord <laughs> uh i did skip one match on raw okay and that was and you'll understand why i skipped it here in a minute mm -hmm. cody rhodes versus theory lovely for theory's uh united states championship awesome can you guess how it ended um, I'm guessing uh, no contest. 
disqualification because Seth Rollins attacked Cody. Yay. Moving on to Rampage, <laughs> which was, again, 4.30 because of hockey. Uh, it kicks off with Death Triangle versus The Butcher of the Blade and Mark Quinn. Death Triangle won. Uh, then House of Black showed up. Hooray. We had Sean Spears versus Bear Boulder, where Sean Spears wins. We had the another women's qualifying match, Ruby Soho versus Riho, where Ruby won. Then we had Scorpio Sky versus Frankie Kazarian for the TNT title. Sky wins. Ethan Page got involved. There was a tease about uh, the fact that uh, uh, Sky was upset with Ethan for getting involved. And then Scorpio Sky blasted Kazarian in the head with the belt. So that whole weird double turn thing that we had between Sammy and Scorpio a couple of weeks ago is completely done away with. Because Scorpio is firmly a, a, a heel at this point. Yeah. Yay. <sighs> and there wasn't. The, the Danhausen thing is next week is what yeah. it was. All right. Friday Night Smackdown. The better of the two WWE shows, at least recently. Yeah. Easily, yeah. We have Sami Zayn versus Raw Tag Team Champion Riddle. Riddle gets to win. <laughs> As you would expect. We have a SmackDown women's title match, Raquel Rodriguez versus Ronda Rousey. Um, who do you think won? Um, nobody. <laughs> Ronda Rousey technically gets the win there. We have WWE Women's Tag Team Titles match. Shayna Baszler and Natalia versus our champion Sasha Banks and Naomi. Once again, nobody that won there. But uh, Sasha Banks and Naomi are still your champion. They did get the pinfall. Very sloppy match. The end of it, I asked, what was that finish? Because like everybody ate some form of a finisher before a roll-up. Yeah, it was one of those like, one of those you see on pay-per-views where it's like, oh, my God, everybody's hit their finisher. But then a roll-up. Yeah. So, yeah. We have Kofi Kingston versus Butch, where Butch gets the win after interference from the rest of the discount bargain bin uh, Blackpool Combat Club. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Butch then runs into the audience before running out of the audience and rejoining uh, the fight night crew at the top of the ramp and everybody was confused. Yeah. <laughs> we then have basically that was the show with the exception of the final segment, mm -hmm. which was Roman reigns and the bloodline coming out to answer the challenge from RK bro for a title unification match. Cause what? Yeah. You know, you know, the, you remember when they went to Raw and challenged RK Bro yeah. for the yeah. started this whole story didn't. and they didn't do it, and then and then they were going to do it at Backlash. Then and they didn't. They, they didn't added Roman and Drew, and you know now they're they're planning on do it on SmackDown next week. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I I don't see it either. I don't see it happening 
Well, they've already come out. There's no plans to unify the titles. Yeah, so there's I, I don't no see plans happening. to unify the titles. So why are we wasting each other's time with this nonsense? Yep. That being said, this segment ended beautifully. I did really like the end of the segment. <laughs> we were busy laughing. Because the Uso said we accept. Oh, no, but it's not going to happen this week. There's two minutes yeah. left in the show. Of course, right. it's not going to happen this week. Yeah, so we were like, no, nah, come on, accept it. And, and then get like the RKO yeah. 123 and be done with it. But they're jawing off. Yeah, I think, they, and, I think uh, Jimmy or Jay, whichever one yeah. said, you know, starting, you know, after the match next week, I'm going to have two belts. He's going to have two belts, mm-hmm. pointing at the other Uso. And he's going to have two belts, and then Roman holds up both belts. And when he does... Here comes Randy Orton and hits him. No, no. actually, Riddle comes in with a jumping knee strike. Just nails Roman. Yep. It was beautiful, and that's how they go off the show. With Roman kind of... Roman holding his jaw, and you can see he's like, what just... Roman is crushing it right now. As tired as I am of... Him beating everybody, and I mean everybody, he's crushing his role right now. Yeah, he really is. So, um, what do you want to talk about first? Well, you know, let's talk about Roman a little bit. Okay. Overall, what's your take on Roman as a heel since this started? What do you What do you feel? Uh, overall, he's done a, an amazing job. There's been missteps. Mm-hmm. Go back and listen to our back catalog yeah. if you want to hear it. Uh, his feud with Kevin Owens left a lot to be desired. Oh, yeah. But overall, he's good. And this is, I think this is moving him into that top tier of where you can include him in the discussions of guys like Stone Cold, The Rock. The problem is, who's chasing him? Okay, so... I think that is most assuredly a problem. I think the bigger problem right now is dirt sheets have said that Roman is trying to restructure his contract to where he will be more of a part-time wrestler. No house shows, uh, not every SmackDown, not every Raw Time to go do some Hollywood stuff, possibly. Uh, apparently, he does have aspirations to yeah. to be an actor and follow in the Rock's the Rock's footsteps, yeah. and he can More do power it to the guy, right? Yeah. So, but this leads a problem. For the past couple of years, Roman has been booked as this dominant heel. Nobody can touch him. And if everything's to be believed, they're talking about this kind of stuff in July. Like, starting in July and August, he's been removed from all house shows. He's been removed from several advertised SmackDowns and Raws. Yeah. Um, and supposedly he's already signed this new contract. Yeah. You have a month to figure out how to build somebody to face Roman. Now, we talked about the fact that uh, uh, Drew mm-hmm. could be heated back up. He's been chilled off real bad, but give him a couple weeks and Drew would be right back there as a a main player. Yeah, Um, you know, if you want to use the heat and a fire analogy, 
Drew just needs some, you know, some TLC. Toss him in the microwave. He'll be fine. Get, get him, get down there, you know, put you some tinder on the flame, a little bit of air to get the flame up. Yeah, Drew could could heat back up and do it. Uh, Randy's always waiting in the wings. I, I think that would be a yeah. bad call. I do too. But Randy could do it. He's always there to, you know, he's at the top of his game right now. And he could bridge that gap between Roman and say a Drew. I have a I have a theory though, and it's not that theory is going to take it. Um, <laughs> Dear God, please no. My guess: Cody Rhodes wins Money in the Bank and Money in the Bank, which is coming up next month, right? Yes, I do believe. Cody wins. And within a week or two, Cody cashes in. Now, I I kind of don't want to see that. What I want to see is I would love to see Cody get the, the briefcase. Uh, let's see something. You also have to... I want to see if there's a... I'm looking to see if there's a WWE show at Madison Square Garden coming up soon. There was, uh, I guess not. It no. was there was one March fifth. You you also have to keep so. in mind that they've kind of teased a Roman Rock match. They have uh, at Mania. They've teased that explicitly but on see, Young Rock. But that's the thing, and, and this is where I'm getting with this. I feel like they're going to give Cody the belt mm-hmm. after his impassioned promo about how he came back to the WWE to to do what his daddy never did and, you know, all that kind of stuff. I feel like they're going to give him the belt and then they can move the Roman Rock feud thing outside of the belt because what do you do there? Does Roman have the belt and he beats the Rock clean and keeps the belt? Or... Do you have the rock beat Roman and then he has the belt mm-hmm. and they don't have a John Cena or somebody like that to take it off of him? Yeah, because because right now there is Goldberg. nobody in W. Yeah, Goldberg. Goldberg. <laughs> there is nobody in WWE that is comparable to the rock. And that's WWE's fault for not building it up. Now, Roman's getting close, mm-hmm. um, like we just said, but. I'm not buying Roman beating The Rock, especially if The Rock just beat Roman, you know, that kind of thing. The problem is, is there's not this era-defining feud for Roman. Yep. Uh, You go back, you look for Hulk Hogan. You had Macho Man, you had Piper there that he was feuding with. Mm -hmm. You come forward, you talk about Stone Cold, and you have The Rock, you have Triple H that are there contemporary with him. Then, you know, you have Triple H who has his reign of terror for several years, but Shawn Michaels there, you have Taker throughout that entire time frame. Everybody has had their uh, foil. You know, you go, it just, yeah, everybody's had their foil. You look at Cena, he had Edge and Randy. Mm-hmm. Roman doesn't have Roman that. Roman doesn't have that. They have... They have done a very piss poor job of giving Roman that foil, that face I mean, that is chasing him. You, you it's, could it's argue been 
it's been monster of the week. Yeah, is what it's been. You you could argue that Roman was Brock's foil. You could, um, but, but Brock got the upper hand more times than not in that. Brock was also and, the heel to Roman's face for the yeah. majority of it. Um, then once Roman became the heel, yeah, you had a bit of Brock, but. Brock was still a part-time guy mm-hmm. who wasn't fully there. And got beat very quickly. You know, when Cena, when Cena was really making his name and really doing his thing, um, he was there every mm-hmm. night. Yeah. You know, he was the face, booing, cheering, whatever. Cena was there every night. Brock wasn't. Mm-hmm. So you can't really, I can't really say he's the guy for that, right? Well, no, I, I you know, I was just saying that yeah, yeah, Roman I, I, was, I Roman was a foil to, to Brock, mm-hmm. but that doesn't leave anybody. And that takes us right back to where we were just a few minutes ago. Who is that person? Is there it is Drew? One. I mean, it could be you know. Drew, but they haven't really started that. It could be Cody, uh, as much as you and I kind of, don't agree that Cody is that guy. WWE seems be. to. WWE seems to think he is. To think he is. It's Seth, but Seth is a heel, and Roman's a heel, so and they and don't really Seth, like to do that kind of stuff. And and I don't, I don't need to see face Seth versus heel Roman. I don't want to see it. Uh, it well, just doesn't. Let me rephrase that. I want to see it. Yeah, I don't want to see it right now. Yeah, and. So there's nobody else on off the top of my head really that isn't. I think can move into I think that it role. Cody, and I think it's the, that Cody gets it for the simple reason of Vince is still gloating over. We took away one of the one of the founding members of AEW. Yeah. You know, it's still that. Um, yeah, I, I which just, I say again, and I'll go back to something I've said before. We talk about Cody as being an upper mid carder. Cody could have done the Drew McIntyre. Mm-hmm. Cody could have done the the big cast slash W Morrissey. Cody could have left WWE as that mid-card stardust. Left all that behind him, gone to New Japan, where he did well in New Japan. Mm-hmm. He could have come to AEW and proven himself a main event guy. And by that, I mean won the title or at least challenged for the title, but he hamstrung himself and created this pocket of WWE inside AEW that didn't interact with anything else. So it really didn't build Cody up. Him coming home to WWE was not the the prodigal son returning like Drew McIntyre was. Right, Drew comes back, Drew became Dolph Ziggler's lackey for a little bit, and then Drew becomes this, you know, powerhouse in WWE. Yeah, I mean, I'm I just pulled up the WWE roster just to see if there's anybody It's got to be Otis. that we're forgetting, you know, 2 years ago. Yeah. If they had had Otis not turn heel because it didn't need him to turn heel, if they had kept Otis and Mandy Rose together and had Mandy work with Otis to become a more serious competitor, yeah. Otis could be a threat. And yeah. and he is a threat. Don't don't get me wrong, as part of Alpha Academy. But 
he's lost every bit of fan support. Oh, 100%. It's because there's nothing there. I, there's nothing to sink your teeth into with Otis. I loved Otis. Yeah. Absolutely loved Otis. Lovable goofball Otis. Who got things done. Yep. And then now he's just a silent wrecking machine. Mm -hmm. There's nothing there. There's nothing to him. Um, I don't see any. I guess AJ could be somebody that if they needed to, they could pull. AJ could be. But AJ's also in his mid-40s. Lashley. And Lashley. Arguably, you have AJ, you have Lashley, you have Edge. You have Randy, uh, you have Drew. How, how did I forget? Jinder Mahal. Oh, For, uh, former uh, WWE, WWE champion. Yeah, Jinder, Jinder Mahal. Mahal. That, yeah. That's, that's where we're going with this. Um, no, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm quickly scrolling through, and there's just not anybody. Dijak could have been that guy, but they've hung, hamstrung him. Who is he? <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm seriously like, did they release him in this last no bit one, of releases? No one told anybody? You know, Sammy could be interesting, but Sammy's having Sammy's too much fun a, being a heel. Yeah, Sammy's also not a main event player. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I Sammy can flirt with a main event, and I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Sammy can win the title, and I'm okay with that as a short run. Sammy could flirt with the main event, but they would have to remove Sammy from TV for six months. Yeah. And then reintroduce him and reset him. As back to the Sami Zayn ultimate underdog, or underdog from the underground is what he called himself. They could reset him that way, and yeah, I could I could definitely see it. This the the conspiracy theory Sami Zayn character that's been going on. Nah, that's not yeah. a main event character. Um, somebody that they do have that would be very easy for them to pull the trigger. In fact, they've already laid the groundwork. Mm-hmm. Shinsuke Nakamura. You, you could. And, they, and they've Shinsuke laid that groundwork. definitely work. be there. Um, he won't be because he isn't. He doesn't speak English very well. Mm-hmm. And no. that's just ain't going to do that. I, and I realize that. Mm-hmm. But they've laid that groundwork. He is a top card player. Oh, he absolutely is. And and so they could do it. But Vince isn't going to give him that kind of mm-hmm. a push. He won the rumble. I mean, you know, he, that was, that was I've his got work. It. I've got it. I, I've identified the person. Dolph Ziggler. Titus O'Neil. Titus Worldwide. (laughs) Okay. The man who hasn't been on television in a match in two years. The guy who's doing uh, tons of of community outreach and all that kind of good stuff. Which, yeah, they they keep Titus on the roster because he is a community outreach powerhouse. Yes. Um, But, yeah, we say all of this to circle back to where we were 10, 20 minutes ago now. Right. Who is Roman's foil? There isn't one. There isn't one. And and we we I think we've touched on it before on shows, and I know we've definitely touched on it with just in roundtable talking. Stone Cold was as awesome as Stone Cold was because of all the time he spent chasing the belt, chasing the rock, chasing Triple H, mm-hmm. you know, chasing that heel, sticking it to the man that was Vince, you know, chasing the Undertaker, getting the belt. Stone Cold didn't have the belt very long. I think I think I read somewhere that like his combined title runs was somewhere around nine months. Yeah, you know, not a whole lot. But the 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 
energy of Stone Cold was watching him chase it, mm-hmm. getting the belt, having that WWE moment that they are so, you know, about. Mm-hmm. Having it for a couple months, then losing it through some kind of hooker crook, and then having to chase the belt again. Yeah. Um, WWE, and they even said this a couple years ago, they don't want that breakout star anymore. They don't. They want, when you think of wrestling, you think of WWE. They don't want you to think, oh, wrestling, yeah, Stone Cold, Sting. You know, Cena, these, Holt, you know, yeah, they didn't want that. But what have they done? WWE is Roman Reigns right now. Wrestling only works when you associate it with somebody. You because otherwise, have, I'm not going to tune in to see... You have to have your major villain, your major heel, and you have to have your major baby face. You have to anchor your shows, your company, your mm-hmm. pay-per-views. Your, I'm sorry, your premium live events. Get it right, sir. You have to anchor that with two people that have this this superstar chemistry that you want to see. Hogan and Savage. Hogan and Slaughter. Hogan and Sheik. Mm-hmm. You know, Hogan and Warrior. Hogan and uh, Andre. There was always, as much as I don't really care for him, Hogan... Hogan was that super baby face mm-hmm. that was fighting whoever the current super heel was. Well, I mean, move past Hogan and get to Cena. John Cena was always the super baby face mm-hmm. that was fighting the super heel at the time. WWE does not have a super baby face. They've got a super heel. Mm-hmm. They've got Roman. But Roman as a heel the reason we all want to watch wrestling deep down is we want to see the bad guy lose. Mm-hmm. We want to see, you know, we want to see him, him get the upper hand over the good guy. And then we want to see good triumph over evil, right? That's the, that's the catch point of wrestling and the internet wrestling community. And everybody can say they can cheer all the heels and boo all the faces they want to. But at the end of the day, we want to see good triumph over evil. That's what we all want to see. And we don't have a good to triumph over evil. And that's why that doesn't just affect WWE. That's why AEW's struggled so much with us lately. Mm -hmm. Because every single week, up until this week, this week the faces got got one. The faces got one over. But it's been the heels getting the upper hand on Mm -hmm. the faces. And then this week, it was just an amazing moment. Yep. Really great visual Oh, of yeah. Jericho Appreciation Society. Surrounded. There's, there's five of you. There's five of us and one of you. Oh, well, okay. Four of you. Crap. Yeah. And then, Oops. you know, you get this just beat down. It was amazing. It felt good because the faces got some retribution. And, now, and also, William Regal punched <laughs> William Regal the punched Chris hell Jericho. out of Chris Jericho. <laughs> now, it would not surprise me in the least, though, if because this is apparently setting up a blood and guts match um, between Appreciation Society and uh, Eddie Kingston and B, uh, okay. BCC. Um, so who do we add to Jericho Appreciation Society? 
some either you even add somebody there or you have uh, you have somebody, somebody get taken out. Yeah, you have somebody get taken out. You could have Wheeler Yuta. I don't want to see him get taken out, but you could have him sit out. Um, you could have either Ortiz or Santana get hurt. You know, in quote in big scare quotes. You know there. Sammy's um, a heel. Do you move Sammy in back in with Jericho? You could have Sammy maybe join uh, the the JES, but I don't think they're going to do that because Sammy and Ty have kind of taken up the whole Cody Brandy thing, mm-hmm. and they're feuding ish with America Top Team still, um, which is a whole other thing. Which is a whole other ball of garbage. Um, you can find somebody to go in there. You could find somebody to drop in the, to the Jericho Appreciation Society. Um, Maybe you have Miro join them or something like that. A returning Miro. That actually, you know, I I'm you there for that. Something like that. I yeah. am there for that. Miro versus BCC. Yeah, I mean, I don't, th- I don't know if he would fit very well, but it could be one of those like Jericho hiring, you know, hiring a a sports entertainer to come join them and show how they're better than pro wrestlers. And no, like I, you have I am, to pick a WWE guy for that. I so. am there for Miro versus. Blackpool Combat Club. Oh, I want to see that. Would be awesome. Like um, I, I'm there for it all day, every day. You, Tony, we gave you gold. <laughs> we we give you gold every week. Just, <laughs> but you know, if that's where they're building to, I have a feeling that the Jericho Appreciation Society would win it because we've seen we've seen the the faces get their 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 mm-hmm. their win, as it were. Uh, now everything else, the heels have to have to win because yeah. AEW literally is oops all heels. Yeah, at this point, it, that's that's what we're seeing. Like we we just kind of hinted at it with American Top Team yeah. and and whatever they're calling Min- they, they were turning uh, they were turning Scorpio face and then all of a sudden Scorpio's heel again. Sammy's heel, Ty's heel. Scorpio turning face was a natural turn in reaction mm-hmm. to the heat that yep. Sammy was getting Vince. And, and I say this with all the hatred and disappointment that I have in Vince mm-hmm. as a booker, but Vince would have seen that and hung on to it. And Scorpio would have been a face for a little while. Maybe he wouldn't have been, he wouldn't have been a he heel. For have, a, he wouldn't have immediately turned back yeah. though. I think that's what I'm saying. He, for a little while, even if it was three months, we would have ran. We would have gotten to see Scorpio Sky there, as a face again. Because what, what bothers me is there are some things that AEW seems to pick up on and go, "Hey, the the crowd, the crowd's really like Hookhausen." Yeah, the crowd was one hundred percent behind Hook and Danhausen being a thing. Could not be more polar opposite, odd couples type pairing. Hook, super serious wrestler, Danhausen, comedy gimmick. Mm-hmm. Which I love Danhausen. But he's a comedy gimmick. Yeah, he is. The crowd is loving this interaction. It was from a throwaway bit on one of the vlogs to start with. Yeah. And it ended up on TV, and now they're a tag team, kind of. Um, so they'll run with that, but then when, when the crowd is sitting there going, what is pro- wrong? Do this. Nah. Like the Julia Hart thing. You're welcome, Brady. Um that's been going on for way too long. Yeah. You know, that should have either been finished by now, and she should be part of House of Black, finished by now, and it was all a, a carefully laid plan to get House of Black, 
Or I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, it's an option. (laughs) No, no, it is never been an option. The varsity blondes (laughs) are not capable of that. Or they could have just quietly dropped it after after they decided after you know a month or two. Hey, we're not really going to move Julia into the House of Black. We don't think it fits. They could have just dropped it. Or as I've heard speculation, the crowd would have maybe said like, "I wonder whatever happened to that," and they would move on with it. I, I could have maybe I've heard some speculation that maybe Ray Phoenix's injury has mm-hmm. slowed the storyline down. And so now they're picking back up. If it's well, that's the case, you don't you, you just drop that aspect of the story because exactly. the varsity blondes aren't getting anything out of this. They're not getting over Julia, Julia Hart's Hart not getting anything out of it. Like all of us <laughs> are screaming for look, her to or, turn uh, Malachi black got to look creepy as all. Yeah. Hell. And not the good way. But, you know, you mentioned something a minute ago talking about Hookhausen Mm -hmm. and the crowd losing it. When Hook took Danhausen's hand and shook, the crowd lost it. Watching SmackDown tonight Mm -hmm. was so hard. And I don't think if if I hadn't been up here watching it with you, I don't know that I could have continued to watch it. The pumped-in noise was so bad. It was so bad. And they... Like, they are pumping in massive boos at one point, and the hard camera is what's being shown, and the entire audience that you can see on the hard camera are just sitting there kind of blankly looking at the ring. And this this wasn't just one segment. This was the entire show. Mm-hmm. They were pumping in. The audio that they were pumping in was bad. Yes. Like, it was just bad out of phase or something. It was bad quality. And, and then... You, yeah. It did not, there was no energy in the building matching it. Like, exactly. there, there wasn't even the occasional guy cheering to make you think, well, maybe these guys are just, you know, that paid thousands of dollars to sit ringside right. for SmackDown or just sticks in the mud and not wrestling fans. Mm-hmm. There was, it was, it was awful. It, it was, was awful. bad. It was, don't do that, WWE. Yeah. Like, I get where they're coming from from time to time with pumping in crowd noise. There's better crowd noise on WWE 2K20. Yeah. You, I, I under, <laughs> Like I said, I understand sometimes where they're coming from. They're trying to tell a story. They're trying to tell, you know, cheer the face, boo the heel, because that's wrestling. And the crowd doesn't always comply because, you know, people can do what they mm-hmm. want. Um. So they're trying to seed that, I guess, into either the arena or in the post so that you at home can see that. I can see where they're thinking, okay, maybe that builds it builds uh it builds uh energy in it. So maybe when SmackDown comes to your town, oh my, they were cheering, they were booing, it was great. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna go and be part of it. But if you do that, make sure you're doing that when I can't see the crowd sitting there surfing Facebook. Yeah. Right. If if the crowd if it is loud enough in the arena with all the boos, I shouldn't see fifty to seventy five people going. Oh, I wonder what's going on on Facebook right now. Mm. Or oh, hey, let me take a picture for my Instagram. Uh, you let know, me take a selfie. You know, I shouldn't see that. Pipe your stuff in. I mean, you 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 switch camera angles every three seconds anyway. Pipe your camera your your stuff in. When the cameras are on the action in the ring, are they not focused on the crowd? That's yeah. enough picking on WWE, I think. Uh, yeah. I do want to do some more picking on AEW. 
Um, we, we've picked on WWE a lot. Last week, we picked on AEW a lot. Yeah. It feels like we're being very negative. We are. We're, we are being very negative, but we're coming at it. We are both fans of wrestling, and yeah, we certainly have some rose-colored glasses for back in the day. Oh, there was... Let me let me preface what this is about to go to. There was a lot of bad wrestling in the 80s and 90s and early 2000s and mid-2000s and early 2010s and mid-2010s. There has been a lot of bad wrestling. I mean, we always want to say, oh, the Attitude Era was great. Yeah, the Attitude Era gave us Katie Vick. Yeah. All right. We we can the Attitude Era gave us Mae Young giving birth to a glove. There's a lot of bad wrestling in the Attitude Era. The Attitude Era gave us Vince McMahon pitching a storyline where Shane and Stephanie were gonna be a couple. Uh, I, I I had intentionally chosen to forget about that. The the Attitude Era gave us a storyline where Vince McMahon got blown up in a limousine and they were going to play him off as dead and then a month or so in had to stop because of Chris Benoit. Yeah. You know, like Vince's, a lot of people don't remember this, <laughs> Vince's return to Raw was the Raw after the, the murder-suicide and he walked out on the ramp and addressed it, and they never said a word about the rest of that storyline where he got blown up in the limo. Yeah. You know? Because something happened. Yeah. And they had to adjust. There was a lot of bad wrestling in the Attitude Era. All of that said, at least you had the, I would say in, the, in those eras, even the 80s, the highest high points of wrestling were so much better than the lowest low points. Yeah. Like, I was a little kid when Hulk Hogan slammed Andre. Mm -hmm. That was a defining moment for 80s wrestling. Well, not you know? even just 80s wrestling. That is a defining moment in any it's still, wrestling it's still fan. defining for wrestling. Because, but... you know, I go back... I used to go back. I haven't for several years, but as I was really getting into wrestling, as YouTube and streaming and online kind of became yeah. a thing, I Fix can't tell you, Peacock. I can't tell you how many times that I've gone back and watched that match or as I'm becoming a wrestling fan and getting deeper into it, I hear about this, this immovable force. And, and, yeah. and so I've got to go see this and what's up. Why is there no music? Oh, okay. That's just the way it was. Yep. And then, here you have Hogan slam Andre. And now I know that Hogan had slammed Andre probably hundreds yeah, of times by sure. that point. But because of the story that they told. Well, you even you even read into that. You know, you read the stories of up until the afternoon of WrestleMania of that WrestleMania, Andre had not committed to doing the job. He'd committed to the slam. Mm -hmm. He'd said, yeah, you can slam me. But when asked about, you know, the fact of, okay, so he's going to beat you. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. He hadn't committed until the very, until they were about ready to walk out and he go, and he told Hogan, all right, you can win. You know? And I 100% think that that was Andre ribbing Hogan. Oh, I'm sure it was. Like, cause Andre, sure even at that time, Andre had 
started to decline. Yeah, and, and you and, know something like that was for sure. They talk about uh, the Hogan turn for NWO. Up until like right at the show, Hogan had curtain, said at up until at curtain, curtain, Sting was standing in Gorilla. No, Sting was in the match. But yeah, that's right. Sting was in the match. Um, but there was a, a setup like they were in Gorilla to let the ref know because if Hogan decided he wasn't going to turn, Sting was going to turn and join the Outsiders. Yeah, uh, to form NWO, it was going to be Sting and Hall and Nash. Because Hogan was just like, oh, I don't know, I can't, I don't, I can't turn. I've always been a good guy, you know. Well, the, the little Hulkamania, the little Hulkamaniacs have always loved me. Reed, uh, they always spend a lot of money on my merchandise, mm-hmm. and I don't know how much I'll be able to sell as a heel. Yeah, you know, um, but that was the thing that needed to happen, mm-hmm. and it gave us the most iconic scene in wrestling. Yeah. I'm sorry. There is no more iconic scene. The, the trash pelting the ring. It, mean Gene. Yeah. What's going on? And Hogan, let me tell you something, Mean Gene. Yeah. The Nothing new, more iconic the, than that. What do you call it? The New World Organization or something like that? Because <laughs> he new, screwed it up. New World Order of Wrestling. Yeah. Because he screwed it up. Um, But it, let's get back to current. You want to yeah. uh, scream at AEW. Old man yelling at clouds with AEW. Yeah. So what's, what, what we got? It's mainly around like the MJF thing right now. Okay, it absolutely deserved. I'm torn, right? I'm I'm digging the MJF versus Wardlow part. Wardlow has every piece of the puzzle to be a superstar. Brian Cage did too, but you know, Wardlow's a an original. Yeah, I would say. No, Wardlow is 100% um, AEW born and bred and raised. And- I don't, I, I am so over the same story with MJF. And the, this is what made it, this even made it worse. And I, I think they tried it as a, try to make it better. And it had the exact opposite effect on me. They were catching, AEW was catching a bit of heat from the internet wrestling community about, you're replaying the same thing with Wardlow that you did with Punk, that you did with Cody, that you did with Sammy. That you, they, you know, they that even you did, referenced that you did, it. That you did, that they you referenced it this week. That they referenced it, yeah. That Cody uh, took the lashes, so that's why Wardlow has to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, MJF tweets, oh, yeah, it's such a bad idea to make, you know, my opponent fight all these other people before they get a chance to fight me in a weakened state. Sure, that's a terrible plan. To me, that just rubs salt in it. That just makes it worse. Yeah, I get where you're coming from in the heel point of view of, yeah, I want to make sure that they're their weakest possible when they fight me because I'm a, I'm a chicken shit coward. Mm-hmm. You know, okay, that's how that reads. Cool. And that works Good once point. or twice. It doesn't work four times in a row. That's the problem I have. This is four times in a row that they have done this. If they hadn't done it for everybody else, mm-hmm. if they had done it with Cody. You could have done it with Cody. And then if they circled back and referenced it now with what they're doing yeah. with Wardlow, it would be amazing. It would, it would be we would be looking at this from an entirely different angle. 
instead we are, I am audibly sighing and screaming at the television mm-hmm. when it happens because why is Tony Khan letting a non-wrestler yeah. in his ring? Because remember, Wardlow doesn't have a contract with AEW. It's with MJF. Why is Tony Khan mm-hmm. letting a non-wrestler... It seems like that would be an insurance liability. ...lay hands, and this happened twice on Dynamite this week. Mm-hmm. On event security. Well, why is he letting a non-wrestler lay hands on his wrestlers? And I'm not yeah. even talking about Wardlow here. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about Mark Sterling. Yeah. Yeah. Because he gets involved and he grabs Danhausen. Mm-hmm. And then he gets involved and he jumps on Wardlow's back. Yeah. And then and Wardlow, then Wardlow puts him through, him through a table. table, which was amazing to see. But why is Tony Khan allowing that to happen in his ring, on his show, in his building? Yeah. Because as you said, that is an insurance thing. And... Oh, well, you got to suspend your disbelief. I can only suspend it so far. I can suspend my disbelief, but like you said, I can stretch it. I can't go that far. Tony Tony has been portrayed as this businessman. You know, we, we know about wrestling as a business. We know about this. We know about that. You can solve that problem with a quick Tony Khan appearance or even a tweet. You know mm-hmm. about it. You could you could have Tony that very first time when Wardlow when when MJF told Wardlow you know your contracts with me blah 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 and he started doing all this stuff. Tony could have stopped it right there and it would have made more sense. He could have come out and said, well, since you know he's only contracted with you, then you have to take responsibility for Wardlow's actions. Wardlow, so when Wardlow we- wipes out the security guards, MJF is the one that gets fined. And yep. you, you would quickly be able to build that story of MJF saying, Wardlow's just going to keep costing me money and doing this until I release him. We're going to have a match. If you win, you're released. If I win, you know, you have it's to over. fall back in line. You know, yeah. that kind of thing. And we don't have to do the, the, the trials of MJF for the fourth time. And, like, I even can go shorter than you. The first time that it happens... And Wardlow lays out event security and comes into mm-hmm. the ring. Tony sends MJF home. Mm-hmm. Until you resolve this with Wardlow, yeah. you will not be in my building. You are a liability. You are suspended without pay. Done. And you set up the match that way. What? Yeah. And it, it's it's done. Either way works. Mm-hmm. You could, And it's a new story. It's yeah. not something we've already done. It gets the same point across. There we go. I mean, you could even tie it in with TNA or even at local independent circuits like yeah. they were doing when AEW first started. So, okay, you have MJF. Oh, I guess I can't go work AEW. I'm going to go beat up on some local talent. Yeah, I'm going to go to and Wardlow GCW shows up. or something yeah. like that. And Wardlow shows up and beats up MJF at Wardlow. It, it, at you GCW. just have, you know, you have Wardlow chasing MJF all across, over the, all over all the place. Over the place. And now you're putting eyes on GCW. Now you're putting eyes on Impact. Yeah. Now you're putting eyes on Diamond Championship Wrestling yeah. in Biloxi, Mississippi. I, yeah. I'm just right. You right. know, you put it on your lo- on the local people that are there. You know, you, you know, you could have you could have Tony Shavon. You know, cut to so this happened earlier in the week mm-hmm. or, or the end of last week or however it was. Yeah. You know, and it shows like this cell phone footage of MJF at you know. DCW, just as a stand-in. Yeah. Uh, 
you know, and he goes and cuts a promo, and then Wardlow comes running out of the back and power bombs the hell out of MJF once, and MJF then rolls out of the ring and takes off running. Yeah. And Wardlow, you know, pops for the crowd and goes chasing after him. And, you know, Tony talking about it looks like it looks like MJF's not going to get any kind of respite from Wardlow until this is resolved, I, you know. And all of this is so much better than the same story for the fourth than the time. same story four times in a row. Like I was over. on board. I was on board with the, the trials of MJF. I thought it was a cool idea. Yeah. You know, I thought a little of it was a little campy, mm-hmm. but it was all right. Yeah. The first time. And now the wrestlers have started getting their feelings hurt. Mm-hmm. When people like you, people like me, and the internet wrestling community, because I'm not going to say they're like us. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but when the internet wrestling community says, hey, this kind of sucks. You mm-hmm. should maybe pay this off. Man, yeah, everybody wants instant gratification. Yeah, I, I don't even remember who said that, but I think that maybe have been Brody King. Yeah, it was Brody uh, King. Because it was talking about the Julia Hart thing. No, we don't want instant gratification. We also don't want this story to take 12 years. We don't want a sub-story of a sub-story to take 12 years. Yeah. We want, let this draw out for two months. Mm-hmm. Let's let's give it eight dynamites or eight rampages. Well, and between we dynamite can, and rampage, you give it two months. You give it eight yeah. each. That's 16 that's shows. 16 shows that you could have it on. So with the way you book AEW books, so that would realistically be five television segments that you could have. Mm-hmm. This five TV segments is more than enough to show the turn of Julia Hart from rah 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 uh, preppy cheerleader yes. to uh, demonic possessed goth girl. Mm-hmm. You could do that in five show in five yep. segments. Give it six if you want to. Mm-hmm. You can do that in two months. Yep. I don't need to see that storyline build. For six months. It's not a main event storyline. We talk about Hangman. I loved the Hangman story, and that was a two-year story build. Mm-hmm. Granted, there was some time off that he took yeah. for his kid and all that kind of stuff. And you know, Yeah. But that was a two-year build for him to become the freaking AEW world champion. Mm-hmm. Heavyweight champion. You know what? For a heavyweight champion... That kind of story that was told, I'm on it. Yeah, it could have been. And a li- the, it would. And the thing is, it would have been a little shorter had he not had to step away and things like that. And the, and there but, were times in there where we were upset about it because it was dragging on. Yeah. But that wasn't the main story's problem. That was Kenny Omega and Bullet Club. Yeah. Beating down everybody every week, Which and I it had, just I had more problems with on. that than I did with the Hangman part of the story. Um, but yeah. So, so anyway, what else do we have to talk about? I, I don't know that there is anything else. I really don't think there is. Uh, Hangman is apparently now a heel. I don't. Uh-huh. And the thing is, I don't know. He's cut a bit of a heel promo, but so has Punk. Well, uh, I think and Punk then Hangman kind of cut more of a face thing because Punk was Punk got in his face about you know fighting him, and I, I think I, I think we we can't take what happened this week. As if face and heel, like mm-hmm. because Long Island, especially with AEW, mm-hmm. is backwards. Bizarre. It's bizarre when it, world. It is. 
It is because you you have MJF who is one of AEW's top heels, mm-hmm. who is from Long Island and he is immensely popular. So who whenever he comes out, he's the face. Yep, he is the face and. Like, props to him. He played a great face this week mm-hmm. when MJF was out there. Now, you also have John Silver, who's from Long Island, mm-hmm. who, regardless of whether he's a face or a heel, when he walks out on Long Island, he's a face. Yeah. He was facing Punk. Mm-hmm. Now, was that smart on Tony Khan's part? Probably not. No, I don't think it was. But Punk is going to have to go out because he knows he's going out there to beat John Silver. He's got to, he's going to be the heel. He's not going to get cheered in Long Island beating John Silver. Well, I personally think Punk is working heel for the Hangman match too. I I would love to see that. But the hints we've seen over the last week, couple weeks, is Hangman's the heel. Yeah. And I think, could Hangman use a refresh? Maybe. I, I could maybe see an argument he there. could, but I don't want to see it at the expense of Punk. I want to oh, see... Oh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm I could, I could see it being... I could see Punk being the start of it. Like, beating Punk is the, the beginning of Hangman's heel turn, mm. and then you have a face Kenny comeback or something like that, maybe. I don't know if I want to see Hangman Kenny again this soon, but... Maybe if I don't see Kenny Omega in the title picture for three years, I'm good. Yeah. Um, as, well, I don't want to say that. I don't want to see heel Kenny Omega in the title picture. Yeah. I could be okay with a face Kenny Omega for the title picture. Yeah. Um, cause I don't different. know. I, I think there's, there's enough other people in there now. Oh, uh, absolutely. That they, don't, they need, don't get me wrong. They need to elevate them. Yeah, before. Don't get me wrong. hundred percent. I agree that. I would like to see, there's a, a list of people that I would like to see before Kenny Omega gets a yeah. title again. But if he ended up there, I wouldn't be super sad about it. I, as I, long as he was a face. I think they, they position Kenny as one of the guys you have to go through to get to the title. I could see that. But. Like, I'd like to see Daniel Bryan, or Brian Danielson get the title at some point. Even though it's, you know, oh, it's an ex-WWE no, guy. No, I want to see Daniel Bryan get the title. Because he deserves it. I don't care that he worked in WWE and that he was WWE World Heavyweight Champion and Mm -hmm. all of that. If they could figure out how to make MJF a more, as weird as this is about to sound, likable heel. Well, um, and that is something. Interesting heel, I guess, is the best way to put that, like you just said. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing him as a champion. Here's something interesting with MJF. His contract's up next year. And he's he's open about not necessarily being super happy in AEW yep. right now. Uh, we'll see. I think legitimately, I think Cody Rhodes is one of his best friends. Yeah. And now Cody's not MJF, there. So here's the problem, though. If MJF goes to WWE, uh, MJF will be mid card hell. I agree. WWE will not let MJF be MJF, and he doesn't have the stroke that Cody has. I think it depends. MJF will be MJF would come in. He might would get a little bit of a run with say the U.S. title or the Intercontinental title, and then he would be in the twenty four seven title chase. He would be I, EC three. I think though, and, and I'm going to disagree with you there, somewhat. I think it depends on when next year's contract is up. 
and I think it depends on where AEW and WWE are at that time. Because if they're still kind of neck and neck like they are right now, now WWE has one of the four pillars. I hate that term. But <laughs> whether you I hate, hate it or so you hate much. it or not, it gets the point across. WWE gets one of those pillars of AEW. I just and it is the first homegrown star. Cody Rhodes is a homecoming. Yeah. I, MJF would be the first. I just don't see WWE being able to treat MJF the way that MJF as a heel should be treated. MJF would be Ezekiel. Oh. He would be a goofy face, or he would be a mid-card jobber heel is I, what I, he would be. I don't disagree with you, but what I'm saying is WWE would throw all of the money at him. They would. To make that happen. I could see that. They'll give him the Stardust gimmick. <laughs> <laughs> Fuego Jr. Yeah. So, anyway. Right. I think that that's it. Now that you're done listening to us rant and rave about wrestling, uh, go check out our friends over at uh, Silence Your Cell Phones. They're going to talk to you about movies and all sorts of fun stuff, not maybe complain as much as we do. Uh, So listen to something happy with Silence Your Cell Phones. They have a YouTube show, I believe, every Wednesday. So go watch them instead of being disappointed with dynamite every week. Um, also give a listen to our, our friends at travelers of the omnibus, uh, where they talk about most everything nerd culture related, or at least nerd adjacent. You know, they've, they've mm-hmm. had an episode on soundtracks and scores. Uh, they've had an episode on board games, they've streaming had services, on streaming services. They've had an episode on a book series, book you series. Know. They did one, uh, Here that recent, came out they recently did one on albums, yeah. their favorite albums. So, you know, give them a listen. It's well worth it. Yep. Uh, they now I will I will say they are a little more explicit than we are. Absolutely. So you know, keep that in mind. Uh, and one of the guys on that show, Jody, actually has his own podcast as well called Fearology. Mm-hmm. If you're into horror, uh, the the history of it, the making of it, the movies of it, you know, give him a listen as well. Yeah, and go head on over to our friends here in Goshen, Mississippi, Big Dog Liquor. It's where we get all of our liquor from. Pick up some something nice to drink. You can go home, sit, listen to podcasts, drink a nice whiskey or some wine. He's got great deals on wine. He's got uh, discounts for uh, seniors and for military. So go check them out. Any kind of liquor that you're looking for, he has it, or he can probably get a hold of it for but you. But before you go home and listen to those podcasts mm-hmm. with your liquor, go by McNarb Gaming also in Gaucher. Uh Thanks for the space, Greg, for us to record. Thanks, Greg. Um, but go by and pick up a board game. Pick up some magic cards. Pick up some Warhammer figures or a D&D book or some paints or card sleeves. Anything you can think of. T- tons of dice. <laughs> you know, Pick up anything that your nerd heart desires pretty yep. much there because if he doesn't have it, he can order it for you. Absolutely. Um, then you can take your, your new nerd purchase and your, your liquor purchase, mm-hmm. and you can go home, and you can read through their instruction book while you're you're drinking said liquor and listening to any of the, the friends of the show. That's right. And with, with that, that being said, said, next week, maybe, maybe possibly. Possibly, we'll, we'll see. Find out. My niece is graduating. Congratulations, Madison. So, so cheers, cheers until next time then. Yep.